You're listening to the Entrepreneur Ignited Podcast. Where you'll get proven strategies to start and grow your online business from in the trenches digital entrepreneurs. EntrepreneurIgnited.com. Launch your online business. Live your dreams. Now, here's your host, Derek Gale. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Ignited Podcast, a podcast designed to skip the hype, skip the BS, and just bring you real actionable tips and strategies to help you grow your digital business. And uh, this is your host, Derek Gale, and today we're going to be diving deep into membership websites. And uh, it's a topic that I'm pretty passionate about because, uh, you know, membership websites have been the core and heart of my business really for the last five years after selling my last company. um, when I started up again, it was a really a big focus. Obviously, you know, information marketing's you know where I spend a lot of time, and membership sites are now the hub of all the training, all of the products that I currently sell online. And so, uh, it's like I said, I'm passionate about this topic. And uh, today's guest is not only a digital entrepreneur, he's also the co-founder and co-developer of uh, an incredible piece of software called Digital Access Pass, which is a membership plugin and marketing platform for WordPress. And uh, he's been online since 1997 when he launched his first website. And he's got an incredible story and kind of journey that I'm going to let him tell. Uh, He's been selling online for 18 years and uh, is an absolute expert in membership websites, just launched a book on this exact topic. Without further ado, I would like to welcome Ravi Jayogopal to the show. Ravi, thanks for being here. Hey, Derek. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Awesome. Now, before we get started... I'd love it if you could expand on my introduction and just share your journey as an entrepreneur. Because if I read correctly, you you started in 1997 while you were still in India. Correct. And if I, I mean, I, I spent a lot of time over in the Asian markets. I mean, you would have been. An, I started in 1997, and people call me a pioneer in the North American markets. In India, you must have been so far ahead of the curve there. Yes, I was. Actually, there was also the problem that because there was no e-commerce infrastructure, there were no payment processors in India, mm-hmm. and uh, even in the U.S., there were you know, PayPal was. I don't. I don't even know PayPal no, was. Uh, it wasn't there yet. There was. There was no ClickBank, right? There was uh, some obscure payment processors, and and f- most of them would not you know, let uh, people from other countries sign up, mm-hmm. especially from South Asia. Um, and uh, it was so hard to get a payment processor who would let you accept money online. And finally, I found one one obscure processor who was taking a, a huge chunk. It was like $10 per transaction, uh, transaction fee. And then it was like 20% commissions or something like that. Whoa. So it was crazy. <laughs> and then yeah, absolutely, and and they said that's how it is um, because it's a f- foreign market, and uh, that's you take it or leave it. So that's part of what spurred you know me to look at uh, how how I could come to the U.S. and be at the epicenter of uh, e-commerce. Wow. Okay, so you started there, and then when did you come to the U.S.? Uh, I I moved here um, 
into the U.S. in 2000. First, we uh, came to New York. Uh, that was the uh, year of, uh, if you remember, the dot-com oh, yeah. uh, crash and uh, the Y2K. Yep. So they were hiring a lot of people. And um, actually, I came here for the uh, for the e-commerce boom, and uh, and they needed a lot of high-level architects and programmers. So that's how I got here. And then it took me a long nine years to get my green card and finally do start you know, going to this full time. So, okay. So share your journey. So you went, you moved over here, you're a developer. Um, and then how did you become the guy you are today? What was the journey along the way to now becoming this membership site guru? And also, I mean, you're involved in a lot of different software now. Right. So in, growing up, my father, he is, he is, who's no more. He was a, a Indian film legend and he always worked from home and I always saw that he was he was always there when I came back home from school, came back from college for the holidays. So that was always ingrained in me that I need to own my own time. So becoming an entrepreneur and starting a business was always the, the goal. And I started a website in India and tr- tried very hard to sell. It was so hard because of all these problems I mentioned uh, that because of e-commerce. So I said, I got to go where the action is. Mm-hmm. And eventually found a way to get here to, to New York. And once I got here, I started my, you know, going for a job, but I was so ambitious and I wanted to do so much more that I started working nights and weekends um, to uh, to create something digital. I wanted to create something digitally delivered. And at the time, PayPal, PayPal was coming up. And the, this, is, this is the craziest story you'll ever hear, okay? <laughs> So, and you'll identify with this because you know this person. Uh, so, in 2000, uh, yeah, around 2000, 2001, I, so I had this uh, website about Indian baby names, which is what the first website I started in 97 um, back in India when my wife was uh, pregnant with our first daughter. So, I'm still working on that website. I'm still figuring out what else to do. I get this email from this kid. Um, I didn't know he was a kid at the time. So I, I get this email from this guy who says, hey, I, I saw uh, you have a contact us form on your website. Um, would you mind selling it to me? So now you have to remember, there was no WordPress. There yeah. was no, no plugins, no contact us plugin that you can just throw on your website in five minutes, right? <laughs> you had to hand code even something as simple as a contact us form. Everything was PHP, right? Everything was coding. Yeah. And if you wanted a contact us form, you had to hire a developer to create it. There was no, or if you could go hunting and, and find all these PHP forums and try to put something together and then you would still get hacked and stuff like that. <laughs> so this guy says, would you sell your contact us form to me? I said, absolutely. So I sold it to him for like 30 bucks. That was my first ever sale okay, uh, of, of a software product. So then after I sold it to him, I said, man, this, that was so simple. All I had to do was put it in a zip file. Okay, so of course I had to, it was previously just customized for me, right? So I had to go through a couple of steps to make it customizable by somebody else. So I just made, so insert, you know, name here, insert email here kind of thing. And I wrote a little uh, piece of documentation, packaged it, put it in two files in the zip file and 
30 bucks. I was like, wow, this is the easiest <laughs> money I've ever made. Because until then, I was selling books. And for the book, I had to go to the, go pick up a copy. And from the publisher, I had I had to buy all these books in advance. I had to go, go, go to the post office. I had to stand in line. So this was like a dream gig. I was like, wow, I wish... I wonder if I can do more of this. So I started uh, a, a PHP-based thing, which is no longer um, active, called Webmaster in a Box. So I said, people are going to need Webmaster stuff. And so I'm going to package a bunch of PHP scripts, and I'm going to uh, sell them all for 99 bucks, uh, a bunch of scripts. And I'm going to keep adding to that, and uh, they'll keep buying forever and ever. So I, I packaged a bunch of these scripts, and I sold, you know, I started selling them through ClickBank uh, because they had an affiliate thing. And I, and in 2001, 2002, I was making like between 3500 to 5000 bucks a month, which is more than I was making at my day job <laughs> at, at that point. And fortunately, I could not quit. That was my biggest problem. I could not quit because I had to hold a steady job for X number of years. Before oh, of I course. Yeah, that was the hardest part, you know, yeah. holding holding my breath for, you know, nine years, which is how, how long it took to get my green card. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was like uh, it was like I was in somebody else's body the whole time, and I just ha- had to wait for nine years to actually become myself. Anyway, so uh, this kid, this person comes back to me, the 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 guy who bought the script, um, and says, um, yeah. I, I'm trying to do something. I want to, um, I want to buy my girlfriend a engagement ring, okay? And he, that's when he reveals, he reveals he's in college or final year of college or just finished <laughs> college, or something like that. So he said, I, I want to buy my uh, uh, my girlfriend of, uh, an engagement ring. Um, so I'm trying to t- figure out what I can do to make money online. So he had he had a website at that point. So and then I said, okay, I can. I have this script that uh, it was. It was all the rage back then. It was a JavaScript pop-up. So if you went to a website, it would pop up saying, uh, "Would you like to sign up?" It was not even a real pop-up. It was just this alert. You, you know how in a web app, mm-hmm. if you try to delete something, it says, "Are you sure?" Are, are, okay, cancel. Right? Yeah. It, yeah. it was that kind of uh, ugly alert, and it come up and say, "Are you? Are you? Uh, do you want to sign up for a newsletter?" And if you said okay, it would it would pop up the email client like Outlook or whatever. There was no Gmail back then. <laughs> yeah. And Hotmail was the only thing. Uh, so it would pop up this email and send out an email from your email address to this third-party email address, which would you know end up subscribing your your uh, your news you to the newsletter. So I said I have the script. Um, would you like to buy it? And he said, uh, how much is it? So I said, if you want to buy resale rights, at that time, resale rights were all the rage. So I'd been reading a lot about it. So I said, let me try to scam this guy. Uh, I'm just kidding, not scam. But, you know, <laughs> let, let me try to convince this guy uh, to pay me 500 bucks for this thing. So I said, okay, if you pay me 500, I'll give you the full rights to sell the script. So he said, okay, great. So I sold it to him. He paid me 500 bucks. And the next thing you know, this guy's all over the place. Newsletters that I've been subscribed to, those people are promoting the script. I was like, man, that's my script. <laughs> <laughs> this guy makes thousands and thousands of sales, thousands and thousands of copies. And that's the biggest difference at that point. I realized you, you got to be a marketer. Mm-hmm. And guess who this person was? Ah. 
I'm okay. Ra- I'm racking you, you, my brains. Yeah, you you'll never be able to guess it in a million years. It was Ryan Dice. I was about to say Ryan Dice. I was about <laughs> to say because I was doing the age and I was doing the math and I'm like, who would have been smart enough to do that and to play the the whole? And I'm thinking it had to have been Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. He had a he had a website called sitesightings.com, right? Mm-hmm. It's just this website that put all these resources together, 99 websites that you you know, kind of bookmarking, social bookmarking type uh thing and that was that was the beginning of Ryan Dice, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first guy to ever sell uh, sell to Ryan Dice. Oh, that's <laughs> that that is awesome. That's an incredible story. Uh. Yeah, no I not even said this on my podcast. Nobody knows that. Nobody's heard this before. Oh, that's that's, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. And now he's, you know, he's running the traffic and conversion and digital marketer. And you gave him his first product. That's <laughs> I love it. I love it. And so, okay. And so, today, give me a picture. What's your business look like? Um, ours is purely digital. Mm-hmm. We sell membership software, digital access pass. And we, uh, there's evolution to that also, right? We started off as a one-time product, and I'll, I can talk about that more. Uh, but we created a bunch of more plugins surrounding add-ons, so to speak, uh, at wickedcoolplugins.com. Um, by the way, my wife, Veena Prashansi, is the other co-founder and core developer of DAP, and she's the founder of Wicked Cool Plugins. So we created a bunch of plugins that cater to our community uh, and we have anywhere between five to seven uh, employees uh, not all of them are full-time employees um, so we have people coming in and out at some point we have support staff uh, overseas mm-hmm. and uh, that's it it's a fully digital we don't have an office um, my wife and I we work from home she works from the ground floor. I'm on the uh, <laughs> second floor, and uh, we have our own offices here. But it's a home office, and we have a completely virtual business. It's all it's all online. Nice. Okay, so now let's let let's shift our direction and let's dive into membership sites. Because uh, am, am I correct to say that Digital Access Pass has been sort of your flagship product for quite some time? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Okay, so and that is the de facto membership site plugin. So now before we get started, let, let's just start with the basics because I know in my listeners I have a, a massive range of people, from people that are running business to people that are just getting started. So um, uh, first question, start at the beginning. You know, what is a membership website, and how can businesses use these? At the very basic level, a membership site doesn't have to be only for you know, subscribe subscriptions and recurring products. Membership site is basically a walled garden. You want a way to wall off some content, make it private. There's you want some public content for Google and search engines and 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 for for marketing and content marketing, but you also want to take some of that content and put it behind a paywall. Uh, and sometimes it's, you don't even necessarily want to get paid. You just want somebody to sign up for maybe and you know give them your uh, email address and subscribe to your newsletter uh, or a free membership. So you would just want to wall off some content and put it behind a wall and make people log in so that you can get some exclusivity out of that content, right? 
And, and that, that's the basic level. Okay. And so why would you choose a membership website over, say, uh, an ebook? Right. So the problem with just an ebook is you, everybody says, okay, usually it's the evolution of the product requirement. So initially you'll say, oh, all I need is just I want to sell one ebook. So you might say, okay, so let me just put an ebook um, link, let me upload it to my website and let me get paid by PayPal, then I will send them the download link by email, right? That's the very, very basic mm-hmm. mem- membership site, sending the content by email after purchase. So now let's say you figure out a way to automate that. Uh, PayPal adds them to your Aweber list and Aweber fires off this email with the link. Next step is, oh, what happens if they pass that email, that link to somebody else, right? You need it to be protected. Then you say, okay, wh- then you'll have people coming to you and say, oh, I, f- I, I, I lost that email. Um, my hard disk crashed. I don't have the email link anymore. Uh, I lost access to that email. I, don't, I have a new email. I don't have the download link. There's any number of reasons why they want the content to, to re-download the ebook. So now you need a way. F- you can't have the people emailing you all the time saying, can you please resend me and the email, the download link, and you can keep sending it to them as an attachment. And then the next, so the evolution, you see how it's going from one, you know, as you start piling on the requirements, you'll, you'll eventually come to the point where you want it to be automated. You want p- there to be a membership area where people can log in with using their own email, their own password. They can change their email. They can change their password. What happens if they forget the password? They log into a members area. They should be able to download the link. They should not be able to pass around the link. They should not be able to, able to pass around the, the login information. You want security there if they pass it around. You know, too many people start logging in. If they posted it on a forum, then it has to get locked up. Or So it goes, then you want to be able to contact them, put them on a list, and contact them and send them updates. What happens if you update the ebook? What happens if you release a new ebook? What happens if you release a video course and add on to that course? You want them to send them HTML email. You want to send out dripped out emails so that it, you, they, you can deliver value in an automated sequence uh, over time. And then you, you want to be able to upsell them. So if they buy one thing, you upsell them another thing. And then you know you take them through what I call the commitment ascension model. So you start with the smallest commitment, which is giving them giving you their email address. Then you go to the next step of selling, giving, delivering some content. Then they pay for content. Then you you, you increase the, the value of the uh, of what of the what you're offering them, as well as the, the value of what they pay you. And you can go all the way to you know thousands of dollars worth of coaching and consulting and um, events and so on. So, okay, so you just sort of outlined the entire Ascension model of a, almost an info business, you know, leveraging an, a membership website. Now, to drill down, what are the different, I guess, membership business models out there? What are different ways you see people charging, utilizing these um, to grow their business? So at the very basic level, people use it for saying, sign up for my list and I will give you a free ebook right it starts with the very basic and then our free online course a video course mm-hmm. and and then then there's the one-time product um you know um digital marketer and ryan dice talk about they're giving it some cool names too 
um, lead market, lead magnet, and um, and so on. Um, so the tripwire, right? Then then you offer them the tripwire and sell them something small, and then you you have an online course. And the, the, the biggest there, so a lot of people use it for one-time products, and then send them to a monthly recurring subscription. Mm-hmm. And th- these consist of uh, a lot of videos. Okay, most people videos have the highest value mm-hmm. uh, uh, when it comes to membership sites. Uh, if you're just giving them uh, written content, people see so much. Everybody's a blogger. Everybody's a writer. There's a million blogs out there. And uh, written content alone is, doesn't you know, give enough bang for the buck. You need to show people stuff. You need to build a relationship with them. You need to uh, if you're selling, whether it's a how-to video, you need to show it. You, you can't just put screenshots up and say, go figure it out, uh, read the f- a freaking manual, right? You can't <laughs> say that. <laughs> so you need to be able to show uh, videos and uh, sh- you know hold their hand, and whether it's health training or fitness training or how to cook or whatever it is, um, how to work a tool, Everything is video. Video has the highest value. So a lot of people use videos uh, in the members area. And then you have, and and the best membership sites give the content in different formats. So one of the things we get asked about a lot uh, from beginners is, I don't want people to download the videos. How can I do that? And you know, I usually get into this uh, under the soapbox and, <laughs> and start saying, don't do that. You know, uh, the goal is not to force them to be at a computer to watch your video or listen to your audio. The goal is because you might have 1%, maybe. If you're a Derek Gale or a Frank Kern, you might have a little few more people than that who want to rip off uh, your content and share it with their friends. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, most people, nobody cares, right? You're, it's not like you're putting out yeah. national, national security secrets out there. Uh, so uh, people are not actively looking to rip you off. Very, very, very f- small fraction, you know, 1%, 1% of 1%. So don't, f- just to pr- prevent that 0.001% of the people from downloading your software and ripping you off, you don't screw the other 99.99% of people uh, who are actually legitimate paying customers who will keep buying your stuff and who will stay in your community, who will refer others to your membership site using their affiliate. They'll write articles about you. So don't go trying to say, I don't want, I want to prevent you from downloading the video. I want to prevent you from downloading the audio or I don't want you to print my PDF. Don't go that route. Instead, go the other way, which is what the best membership sites do, which is what I recommend a lot to my clients. Give them multiple ways to consume your content. Make it available as a video and take the MP3, upload it so that they can put it on their phone and while they're going for a jog. You know, podcasts are so big because of that very reason. People can listen to your stuff while they're doing their dishes, walking the dog, cleaning the house. Uh, so you take the video, take the audio, put it as a, as a, a downloadable audio, then take a transcript and put it as a PDF. People love to read on the train uh, to work or wherever they're going. A lot of people love to put it on the Kindle, make a .mobi version available so that it's easily readable on a Kindle. Even PDFs are still not the greatest 
uh, mobile uh, format .mobi is. So make it available as a .mobi file so that they can put it on the Kindle or read it on you know um, on their mobile device and and expand and so the best membership sites offer a plethora of content and in a diff- wide variety of formats and and of course you have to to keep them for longer you have to offer more value because you know the cliche it's a cliche for a reason they come for the content and stay for the community yeah and so the uh sorry i just completely lost my train of thought as i was thinking about this i was writing down notes as you were saying this because you said a couple things that really stood out to me there uh so now, I, I, what I want to do now is I want to shift gears and I want to get into the actual – and this is what I've really wanted to pick your brain about is because I know you're so deep into the technology. Um, when somebody comes to you and says, hey, I want to set up a membership website. I've, I've never done it before. Uh, what do I need? And so there's a two parts to this question. First part is let's talk about the hosted versus self-hosted System, so the WordPress versus, say, the Kajabis of the world, and and I want to get your take on this because it's something I struggle with. When people come to me and they're just getting started, you know, uh, sending them to a Kajabi is a easier solution sometimes for getting started. But personally, anytime I've gotten onto those platforms, I immediately hit a wall and restrictions, and end up running back to WordPress, so I'm no longer constrained. So what's your feeling on the hosted versus the self-hosted? Sure. Now, obviously, you have to take my input with a, with a grain of salt because I have built <laughs> my business around self-hosted WordPress. And sure. it's only because I saw the value in that, right? It's not the other way. Mm-hmm. I'm not promoting WordPress because... I want to make money, but I built my business because I knew WordPress was going to be good, right? It was was going to be the greatest platform ever. So the problem with, um, it's, I call it, you know, it's, it's, it's actually called digital sharecropping. So when, when, when a farmer doesn't have the money to buy their own land, um, they they have the landowner uh, who says, uh, go ahead and cultivate your crops here in this corner and uh, you give me 80% of the profits, right? And so you do, you do all the hard work and uh, the landowner takes a huge cut. And one day the landowner can decide, well, uh, I don't like you so much or there's somebody else who's pay, willing to pay me a, a bigger chunk. So uh, you please vacate your, your part of the land. I'm giving it to somebody else. So that's what digital sharecropping is uh, similar to. You're building, when you build it on somebody else's platform, uh, it is, you're actually putting all your eggs into somebody else's basket and you're not building a long-term business because the platform can get obsolete. They can get bought out and shut down, which you know happens all the time in the tech world. Yep. Uh, Google and Apple and buying buying companies and they uh, do this acqui hiring, so they acquire for the for the talent and uh, they take the people and the ta- and the patents and they shut down the company because they are rolling it into their own big products. It happens all the time, and the same thing whether it's you're doing it on Udemy. Dot com 
um, or Kajabi or uh, nothing personal against any of these uh, these brands. They're all fantastic sites. They make it a lot of uh, very easy for people to sell. And so the way I would I would look at it is, if you don't know what you want to do, then the restrictions of these third-party platforms actually make it convenient in that you really don't know what you want to do, but there are only a few things you can do. <laughs> so, so stick with it and, and, you know, um, and then figure out the rest later. Mm-hmm. But if you know, if you, if you have seen people do stuff, if you, if you know the power of WordPress, the fact that it's open source doesn't mean a lot to many, most people, right? They don't care. It's because most people are not going to tinker behind the code, but what that the benefits of open source is that you have, millions of plugins and third-party themes and and anything you want to add if you like i said the, the old uh the example of the contact us form so if you want to throw in something new to your website wordpress makes it easy because somebody somewhere has developed a plugin for that you know like uh, mm-hmm. apple says there's an app for that there's a plugin for that for anything you can imagine, any new service comes along, somebody develops a, develops a plugin for that. So you can always add new functionality. If you say, I want a Facebook, so you know, Google um, social button sequence here in this exact part of my website, right below this video, you can do that with WordPress. Mm-hmm. But if you are on a third-party platform, which is which has only a certain number of templates, certain look and feel, you cannot customize it. You cannot tweak the code you cannot add your own themes and own plugins there are because proprietary platforms <clears throat> there are no third party developers developing for that because there's no benefit to them mm-hmm. but if it's like wordpress now you have a a whole bunch of uh, third party developers and and theme developers and plugin developers developing content for it so now you know that it's going to stay around for a long time because these people also sell it. They make money. They benefit from the platform. So that's the benefit of having your own WordPress site. So that's the first part. Now, there's there's a, there's some downsides to having your own site, but those are really nothing compared to you know, building everything on a third-party platform. So when you have it on your own host, hosted account, you own the content. WordPress is free and open source. Nobody can take that away from you. The content you develop is on your own server. Uh, nobody can shut down your website unless you know you stop paying GoDaddy or hosting. And and whatever plugins you use or the theme you use, anything you change, your content is still there because it's part of WordPress. WordPress is the content management system where you have created all the content. Your videos are there. The content is all there, and even if you change the look and feel, even if you change, uh, even if you buy DAP and change it at some point for for some reason that you want to use something else, your content is still there. Your members are still there on your site. You own the list, so it's all about control versus ease of use. And the less you know, and if you don't know that you want to be in control of this whole thing, then those other third-party platforms are okay, but if you know anything about anything and you know the power of building a long-term business, you own the content, you own the members, you own the subscriptions, and you own the payments because if you cannot easily transfer from from a Udemy.com to a Kajabi, right? Because they're completely different platforms, they own the, the recurring profiles, 
So you cannot change or take the credit cards with you when you go. It's it's uh, illegal to do that. So you're basically going to lose your subscribers and all payments if you move from platform to platform. But if it's your own, then you own everything top to bottom. Yeah. And so... First of all, I would say that was a really that was an unbiased answer, and it was a really balanced answer. Um, and you know, if I I I think you said it right at the beginning as well was if you're just getting started and you don't know what you're going to do and you just want to test something, yeah, a Kajabi Next or a little platform like that to get something up and try it is is it's easy. But if you know what you want and you want to build a real business, you're better off to build on your own platform. And if you look around at all the uh, the really a lot of the big, more robust membership websites. I have a big membership website. Uh, you look at the digital marketer. You look at it, everybody's building on WordPress these days because when you use those hosted solutions, you quickly hit the ceiling unless you're doing very, very simple stuff. I mean, when I built out my first uh, real membership website now going back probably four or five years ago, I built it on sort of the first version of Kajabi. And uh, I hit that ceiling very quickly of functionality. And as you were saying, I wanted to have a button here or do this or do that. and was quickly pulling my hair out. And if there's one message I can send to people is if you can pick the platform that you're going to stick with and start building on that, it's going to save you an absolute heap of aggravation and pain trying to switch platforms later. Because um, I'm sure you've been through that where you have to move from one platform to another and it's it's really difficult to do. So right. uh, so now let's, let's drill down to... Uh, and I, what I want to do actually, I want to give you a scenario, okay? So I call up Ravi and I say, hey, I, I have an idea for a membership website. Um, I want to do some video courses in there. I'm going to teach people how to um, do something. And I'm going to have some video. I want to have some downloads. I want to have some different sections. Um, what do I need? Aside from WordPress and a web host, what are the, I mean, the plugins, the themes, the, the software to deliver that video? If you had to give me, a, here's the top five, six, seven things you need, what would they be? Sure. I call it the membership side dream team, okay? Uh, so obviously, there's WordPress. It's got, all got to start with WordPress. Yeah. Okay. Then you say, okay, I have, I have text content, so all that content is going in as WordPress pages. And your content marketing is going into your blog as posts. So there is a distinction between pages and posts. So membership content, private content, use pages because it's easy to drip them out and, and slice and dice the content. For content marketing, you just want people to go to one page, which is your front of your blog, and it should automatically all come show up at the top. So blog is great for content marketing. So you have WordPress. Then you say, okay, I want videos. Videos, there are three options. For public videos, I recommend YouTube. Now, the very, very beginning stages of video, you know, you used to look at YouTube as, uh, oh, they're being cheap, right? Um, they want to host their videos on a free service. It's no longer the case. I mean, it hasn't been that way for many, many years now. So YouTube is key because nobody cares because it's so big and a lot of big brands use YouTube uh, sales videos. So for sales videos, uh, content marketing videos, use YouTube because it twofold. One is uh, it people recognize the brand, so they can quickly add it to their list and add, add to watch later and stuff like that. 
And the second one is it boosts your SEO efforts on YouTube itself because it racks up your views, video views. So the more times a video gets viewed on YouTube, uh, the ranking goes up on YouTube. And for certain keywords, if you have done the keyword uh, keywords right on the video, then uh, it can that same YouTube video can also show up on Google and other places that Google does search. So that helps with uh, a lot with uh, SEO. So that for public videos, I would say use YouTube. Mm -hmm. Now, private videos, you have two options. One is if uh, there's Amazon S3, which is what we use ourselves. We use it heavily. Uh, Amazon S3 is is unbelievable uh, service where they host the videos for you. You should not host private protected content with like videos and audio and PDF. You should not put it on your own host because most people will have shared hosting or cheap hosting. And even if you have a powerful host, uh, it probably cannot handle the media downloads of a protected content. So all protected media, uh, we recommend that put it on Amazon S3. And we have, you know, there's, there's a bunch of plugins. We also offer one um, called S3 Media Vault, which you can basically embed secure links from Amazon onto your website in the members area. So whether it's a video or a PDF, that makes it, uh, you protect the page itself with the membership plugin like DAP, and you protect the content on Amazon S3. So you have two levels of protection for your content. So that's so whether it's video or PDF, you can use Amazon S3 uh, and one of those S3 plugins. Uh, or the other option, if you want it to be uh, simpler, you don't want to deal with any tech and go with Vimeo. Uh, vimeo.com. They like YouTube, but they allow you to protect videos. Um, remember, the YouTube private videos, they're not really protected. You're mm -hmm. just not telling them where it is. But once somebody figures it out, they can always pass the link to somebody else. So don't use YouTube for private members-only videos. Vimeo.com would be the second option. Uh, so vimeo.com also has an option where you can say, I want to whitelist this video so that it only plays on mysite.com and no, nowhere else. It'll not show up on Vimeo searches or anywhere else. So that's how you protect it. So that's WordPress, YouTube, Vimeo, Amazon S3. And then for emails, again, you have something like Amazon SES, which uh, a lot of membership plugins uh, uh, might integrate with. DAP certainly does. So you can use, uh, it's like Aweber, uh, kind of like the, deliverability of Aweber, but it doesn't have the advanced features. Drag and drop, editor, it won't have that. If you want to simply deliver emails at, at a very basic level and you want to make sure it gets to the inbox, then um, you can use Amazon SES. Or if you want a little more um, power and functionality, you can you know integrate it with um, Aweber. Anybody who joins your membership area, you can add them to this third-party email provider like Aweber. Um, and uh, get response and all these other um, fancy email service providers. Uh, what else did I leave out? Uh, payment processors. So at the very basic level, PayPal is great. I know a lot of people will say PayPal sucks and stuff. I have not found that to be the case in, in, in for our own business or for those I know. PayPal is really good. You're going to have the, some, the same kind of problem no matter where you go, uh, it's at some level of scale, you're going to have some some level of fraud and issues. You can always figure it out. So PayPal works for a lot of people. And if you want to do credit cards, 
uh, than Stripe. Again, it's uh, similar to PayPal in that they're a payment aggregator. They, they accept the payments, they store the credit cards, everything, and they send you the money, uh, your portion, minus the like 2 or 3% fees. Mm-hmm. So for PayPal and Stripe should meet all of your payment needs. Okay, so you've given us a, a, a great, let's call it our membership site, technology stack. And uh, one more piece, though, and, and I'm curious what you recommend here. For somebody that says, hey, I'm setting up a basic membership website, what themes do you recommend? Oh, themes, uh, there are a few really good ones. Um, obviously, if, if you don't want to, if you are already uh, maxed out with your budget, you know WordPress has incredible free themes. Mm-hmm. So you don't really need to go crazy with the themes at the beginning. Just pick one free theme that works for you. Uh, other than that, you have if you want to go long term, I would go with frameworks like Genesis, you know, Studio Press. Then there's uh, Optimize Press, Thrive Themes. Um, and then the, the, there's a couple of um, teams like Divi, and uh, if you go to a Theme Forest, you'll find a bunch of plugins, 20, 30 bucks. Uh, so just pick one that looks, you know, as close to what you want it to be. Like I said, teams do not really affect um, the end product. Of course, you, you want a nice-looking sales space, so you can even buy a sales template and just go. You can even have two WordPress installations on your site, which is what I would recommend in for most people is one is the main WordPress site, which has your sales page, squeeze page. You can do a lot. You can be creative. You can, if you want to insert a lead pages style page, you want to insert a third party template, you can do go crazy with social plugins, have a blog, but then create a separate WordPress installation under slash members, right? So you would go yoursite.com slash members slash WP admin. So it's its own WordPress installation. There you can have DAP and uh, all security plugins. And so on the, on the homepage, you can have on the main WordPress site, you can have caching. Caching is critical, right? For if you want things to load fast. Caching, what it does is it allows your website to be stored as HTML site and it doesn't really go to the database all the time. So if you get mentioned on Derek Gale's podcast, or you go to the front page of reddit.com, your site doesn't go down because you get a lot of traffic. So you make it easy for sales and squeeze pages and all that stuff, and then you keep the membership site separate in a WordPress installation, so that way you can use a different theme, different set of plugins, and make the plugins really as few as possible. You don't want to overload the members area with uh, you know tons of social plugins because it's members only. So you uh, you can have forum plugin there, uh, you can have Zenforo, Xen, Foro, or you know we can get into forums and stuff. But uh, you, two two tiers of uh, WordPress is what I would recommend. Okay, and and one of the things I just want to point out for everybody that's listening, and I know for people that are getting started, sometimes this is a little bit uh, confusing. Is when you're building a membership website, the you know a lot of people ask me, you know what what theme do I need for a membership website? Because they assume that the theme is what handles the membership component of it. Whereas, and that, that's not the case. In fact, that's where DAP or Digital Access Pass, that handles the security and that can be applied to any theme. So if you're ever thinking, hey, you know, do I need a special theme for a membership website? You don't. You can use any theme. You, it's really the, 
the plugin, like a digital access pass that handles all that security. So just a point I wanted to uh, to clarify there. So now we're starting to run out. Of, I mean, I could ask you questions all day. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I love talking about this stuff, and I, I love the technology, and I, I'm, I'm one of those guys I can get into plugins and, and be testing and playing with stuff all day. Um, but we are running out of time. So uh, before we finish off, is there any any – final like ninja membership site tactics that you'd like to share um before we wrap up sure the best membership plugin is one that is that has been launched <laughs> if you don't launch it doesn't matter how how awesome your theme is how what you know how great your plugin is how many different tactics you have used the hardest part of a membership site is still the marketing and getting the word out there. So I, I would say go always with um, you know minimum viable product and get it launched as quickly as you can. Don't try to create every part of the funnel. You don't try to get everything perfect from day one. You can always add it in layers. So at the very minimum, get something, uh, get a sign up form so you can start building your list even from way before you launch your website. If you think of something, if you get a domain, put it on a host, start collecting emails. Uh, and then now you can start driving traffic to it from, from your podcast, from from your book, anywhere you you have, you can offer a link. And then then offer a, uh, a, a free product and start with a one-time product. Don't get bogged down by saying, how am I going to justify you know, $10 a month or $50 a month? Don't get, if you're a first-time uh, membership site person, don't try to get, uh, you know, get overwhelmed by trying to put together everything from day one. You cannot start with a membership site uh, product. You cannot start if this is you've never sold before, you're not going to be able to position in terms of the content or the value or the or the sales copy. You are not going to be able to sell a recurring subscription as your very first product ever. So start with a one-time product, a easy digital product, an ebook or one-time video course, and then start figuring out and get start getting feedback. What what are what do people want? And your members will give you a lot of ideas. So that's the key to get people involved. Give away a lot of free copies. Be generous. Don't say, oh, if I give a free copy to all my Facebook friends, then I won't be left anybody to sell to. That's not true. If you offer, you know, there's the law of diminishing returns in, 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 in action every single step of the way. If you, if you tell 500 people you're giving them a free membership, only 50 people will take you up on it. And then only 10 of those will log into the actually login check their email and log into the members area and only two people will give you feedback. So don't think, oh my God, everybody's going to go away. Then I won't have anybody to sell to. It's not going to happen. So just get the word out there. Make It's very important that you have an affiliate program built in. So that that would be the main thing. So every every member who joins, whether it's free or paid or partner, they all have a way to recommend your site to others. Then that's the only way to grow virally. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And those, those are some very good words of membership site wisdom. Uh, you know, and one of the things I love about membership websites, talking about giving away free stuff, the beauty of a membership website, first of all, is definitely, uh, you know, I wholeheartedly agree. It doesn't need to be perfect. Just get it out there and, and start, start doing something. But when you're giving stuff away, you can let people into your membership website and let them see 
everything that they're also missing and, and lock stuff down. And one of your biggest selling tools is once you get some leads, once you get some people that have said, hey, I'm interested, and they get in there and start consuming your free or your entry-level content, make sure they can see all of the stuff that they could have access to if they became a premium member. I mean, there's so many ways to slice and dice with um, powerful membership site software like digital access pass. I'm, I'm sure you guys have all the functionality for one-click upsell, stuff like that built into it, correct? Correct. And we have something called, like for example, sneak peek. So it allows you to look at some content and we have a bunch of plugins that'll let you see one part of the, the first half of the content or the first half of the video and then you have to do something like sign up or, mm-hmm. uh, or a sign up for free or pay or, you know, do a Facebook share or do some or do a like. There are many payment formats you can you can accept. You know, money doesn't have to be the only payment uh, method. You can say pay with a share. Mm-hmm. Share this thing on your Facebook. So there's there's a plugin for that. Uh, uh, so you can you can collect payment in multiple different ways, and 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 that that takes you you know that gives you more adds more people to your list to your members. And it allows you to show off your content and what else is available mm-hmm. in the members area. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. We could keep going on and on and on and on and on. But uh, <laughs> we, yeah. have, we have to hit stop eventually. So I'm going to hit stop now. Um, but before we wrap up, uh, Ravi, if people want to learn more about you, I know you, you, you just published a new book, um, learn more about your plugins. Where do they go? Uh, they can go to uh, my podcast website, which is subscribeme.fm, or they can just go to digitalaccesspass.com. And both websites have a contact us form, and that's the best way to reach me. That's awesome. Ravi, thank you so much for uh, unconditionally sharing all of your membership site knowledge and giving our listeners so many valuable tips and strategies. Thank you so much for having me, Derek. It was a really honor. My pleasure. My pleasure. All right, everyone. That was a membership site expert, digital access pass, a developer, um, and just all-around membership site guru, Ravi. And as always, any links mentioned in the interview will be included in the show notes along with an entire transcript of this episode. And as always, you will find all of this at entrepreneurignited.com forward slash podcast. And uh, don't forget, if you haven't done so already, you can automatically have every future episode of this podcast delivered to your smartphone or device. For Apple devices, just head over to iTunes. And for Android, SoundCloud. And uh, now it's time to take the tips, tools, and strategies you've learned today and apply that final essential ingredient to making these work. And that is take action. You know, as Ravi said, it doesn't need to be perfect and it just needs to be launched. So, you know, if you've ever considered a membership website, take what you've learned today. Uh, I would highly suggest you grab a copy of Ravi's latest book, which I'm sure you can find on his website, which is like a crash course in membership websites and get started. Membership sites have fueled my business for many years and will for many years to come. And uh, I'm sure they can for you. You just need to uh, take what you've learned and (laughs) apply action. So go forth, take action, and stay tuned 
for more info-packed episodes of the Entrepreneur Ignited podcast, a podcast designed to simplify online business so you can make more money. This is your host, Derek Gale, signing off. Thanks for listening to another info-packed episode of the Entrepreneur Ignited podcast with Derek Gale. For links to all of the resources plus an entire transcript of this episode, go to entrepreneurignited.com slash podcast. Make sure you never miss another episode. Subscribe now on iTunes or SoundCloud.